Final Fantasy Wiki podcast is brought to you by Foam Stars from Square Enix. Woo! Foam Stars, the fresh new 4v4 online party shooter for PlayStation 4 and 5 from Square Enix. Feel the FOMO. Get the foam down your throat, <laughs> in your pores, up your orifices. Foam. <laughs> Get foam, yeah, fuck yo. Yeah. Uh, this is... Uh... This is going in a direction that the first take definitely didn't. Well, you know, it, I, I I felt a thing. I felt a vibe. Um, so anyway. Inspiration, yeah. So anyway, this is the Final Fantasy Wiki podcast. This is a podcast where uh, the Final Fantasy Wiki comes together and we talk about Final Fantasy things. And occasionally I open the episode with total freaking nonsense. So just to be clear, Square Enix lawyers... Um, no, Foam Stars is not producing this, and we're not taking your money. Also, <laughs> I, if you'd I, like to give us some money, though, you, you know, uh, our email yeah, address I mean, we're not going to turn it down. Well, it's just yeah, I'll take your money, but not with any strings attached. Like I will fully. I can't legally take your money because of my visa, but one of these two can take it. Well, some kind of mage. I don't think you can take the money either. I. It just makes tax more complicated, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, see, I don't have a visa or anything. I, I, I'm not being. I'm not in America. I'm, I'm yeah. just oh, yeah, native right. Australian, and therefore they can interact with me the way they could with any Australian. Yeah, and then I guess yeah. yeah. So I'm just a citizen in my country taking money from yeah. Foam Stars. So anyway. <laughs> I should say, I have nothing against Foam Stars. There's no irony in this. I, I think it looks... Yeah, okay. I would say it looks very creative. Yeah. Very creative looking game. Even if... I'm surprised it took this long for someone to make a Splatoon-like. Yeah. Mm. Even if, I will be honest, the name does make me think that it's a Pornhub channel, but still, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Fucking hell. There's, yeah. definitely, there's definitely an energy to it that is... Um, akin to a fetish of some kind and i'm not sure what fetish it would be but then again okay, i could say the same thing on. i could say the same thing about splatoon let's be real okay let's, let's yeah. moving on moving let's on. moving on so uh it's june 2023 the month of months because in less than a week final fantasy 16 will release and that will be the usual monthly podcast we'll have tons of to say about Final Fantasy 16, I'm sure. The demo's out. I haven't played it because I'm still trying to finish Zelda. Um, so when I finish Zelda, I'll play Final Fantasy 16. But that's not now. Still got to beat Ganondorf. Uh, but something else happened that's very big and important. And that's lots of Final Fantasy news at um, whatever we call this June thing. Summer Games Fest uh state yeah, of play the, uh, slash xbox e eba e3 i'm calling it fucking e3 that's yeah, what it is it's it's the e3 season like e3 might be dead despite how much they keep claiming they're going to be back the next year e3's dead um but everyone still concentrates a bunch of shit around this time except for nintendo because nintendo have realized they can just do this shit on demand they're the people who spelt the beginning of the end of E3 by realizing that. But everyone still does it right now because, I don't know, the Doritos Pope offered the money to, I guess. Yeah, and like, you could say that E3's dead, but 
that Keeley show was the most E three s E three thing I've seen in probably about ten years. The uh, that what the was Keeley it? Keeley show. Yeah, the Jeff Keeley show. The summer games. Oh, yeah, that summer one. Games yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So that yes, that uh, featured yeah, yeah, Jeff, um, uh, Jeff Keeley did the Ratos Pope and his uh, two biannual uh, shows, which. Actually, what I saw of uh, Summer Games Fest, they didn't have an anti-vaping PSA this time, so the show yeah. policy is improving. Um, oh, it is. And then they had then that random-ass joke that was really funny. It was like, speaking of Final Fantasy, brought to you by I, DoorDash. Oh, <laughs> like, that that, you know what? Funny. You know what? We should start over because if I'd said the podcast is brought to you by DoorDash, that would have been a better gag <laughs> than the phone starts on. Oh, no, no, see, Foam Stars is also brought to you by DoorDash. <laughs> see, it, see it, like, that shit was funny. Yeah, like, I spent the last time we were talking about the Games Awards, I spent the whole time complaining about how it was trying to be the Oscars, but doesn't have anything that actually makes the Oscars entertaining. Spoilers, it's not the awards. But, I mean, Jeff Keighley is getting better at it if that show is anything to go by. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, there was a few things about the show that I found personally not great. Uh, there were no women at yeah. it. Yeah. Which was strange. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it overall still kind of dull, but, like, it's not as bad as previous years. And, exactly. like, if if we want to talk about stinkers of a show, there's, there was a complete stinker this year, and uh, what was it called? The OTK? Thing. I don't know what that even is. The uh, yeah, I'm not it sure was, It was a bunch of a bunch of streamers, like like Asmon Gold and stuff. The show was like four hours long or something, and they okay. showed every trailer twice. So that the second time they could commentate over it. Oh, this would be good for streaming. It. it okay. This. Like this might be actually the record for the worst E3 show ever. That one. Mm. Wait, it's not. It can't possibly be better than the Konami show from like 2011 or whatever that was. The legendary One Million Troops. Wow. Yes, but that's funny. That's <laughs> yeah. funny. So it's automatically better than. Well, I remember some E3 shows like from recent times where it's like, oh, it's going to be a thing, and then they don't show anything at all. I think, there like, was Capcom one, a couple of years ago. There was one EA show where it was, like, this woman was presenting it, and you could tell she was trying her hardest to actually look remotely excited. And it just wasn't working. The crowd just were not into it. Even the developers showcasing were not into it. I felt so bad for that woman who was, like, doing her best to actually keep people engaged. It just wasn't working. There have been some bad E3 shows. Remember, and speaking of which... Remember the 2015 Square Next one where they, this is the first time they ever showed Near Automata, and it was in like this tiny little <laughs> theater, and it was like so weird and awkward because there was like 20 people in the audience. And of course I had Yoko Taro with Emil Musk and he was there clapping at the end. And <laughs> that was the like, only... oh God, so what did you all think of uh, the Twisted Metal TV show? It was a thing. I mean, like, I was, you know, I saw it and I was like, oh, Twisted Metal. Are they making a new one? And then they're like, they're making a TV show. I'm like, that's an interesting choice. Like, Twisted Metal hasn't been a thing in God knows how long. 
Well, I already knew that the TV show was a thing, so I went into that announcement not giving a fuck and came out of it not giving a fuck. So, um, I mean, the fact that my opinion didn't get worse means that it's probably one of the most inoffensive... Hey, hey gamers, watch this TV show shit in any of these shows. Right. I will say, like, I was... I'm still, like, baffled by the Gran Turismo movie. Like, what... Like, you know... Who I, I, when, when they, that? Like, when they first, like, announced it, I'm like, oh, okay, it's gonna be a show, and it's gonna be, like, you know, like, a Formula One racing show, or whatever, except it's just got a video game theme. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. But then they say, like, no, it's a film about people playing a video game. I'm like, why? Well, no, like, they're not... Just, it's, a. Uh, it's... Um, Neil Blomkamp, weirdly enough, is directing that, and the plot is that there are kids who play the game, and then because they played the game so many times, they're going to be good at racing, so there's actually a point in the trailer where the kid's like, I know this track, I've done it a thousand times, I know all the lines, oh. and then, uh, oh, okay. yeah, 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 and then, uh, the guy from Stranger Things, um, Officer Hop, he's like, yeah, if you miss a line in the game, you just start over. You miss a line here, you die. And it is, it, it's, you know what, I, I kind of, I like the audacity of it, of how stupid yeah. it is. I'm not going to see this movie, though. Yeah, same. Like, I'm a okay, big yeah, Gran Turismo that's, fan. That's definitely a fair perspective. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of the game. I'm not, I'm not into that. But yeah, I mean, I think it's only a matter of time before Final Fantasy gets one. Like, you know, there were rumors that Final Fantasy VII was going to get an anime show based on it, which I could believe, but there's been nothing to substantiate that whatsoever. Uh, there were also nine, rumors wasn't it? that F there was rumors about Nine was getting an animated show as well, which yeah, uh, another and one then we I can believe. Absolutely nothing about it since, which right, yeah, yeah, and I I could still believe it, but. You know, there's been nothing to substantiate it since the rumors came out. You know, and I remember when I remember when the rumors came out because people were saying, "Oh shit, there's all these publications reporting on it. We should just write a page on it as if it's confirmed." And I'm and I said, "Hold on a minute. We still don't have that many details yet." And looking back, I'm glad we held off because nothing since has come out. Right? Yeah. Have you ever seen the Lost? The, no, not the Lost. The Last Starfighter. It's a movie from the 80s. A kid plays so much arcade stuff that it turns out he actually is a superhero that can go and fight aliens in a spaceship. I have not oh seen that. <laughs> anyway, that Is it like Jumanji, but in space? It's like Tron, but in space, I guess. I've never actually seen the movie. I just know of it. I, pro I would rather watch that than the uh, Need for Speed movie. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Gran Turismo. The Gran Turismo yeah. movie. Well, no, no, no. no. Yeah, there's also speed. a Need for, the need movie, for Speed movie, which I don't know why that exists either. The Need for um, Speed movie is great. I actually love that movie. I'm I'm that movie's biggest fan in that I'm the only person that liked it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It is, uh... Alright, let me, let me tell you one scene. So, they're all a group of, like, street racers. It's very... It's clearly a rip-off of Fast and Furious. So then they get uh, Mr. Robot. He's part of the crew. Um, I can't remember the actor's name off the top of my head. So he's working in an office, uh, Remy Malik. 
He's working in an office building in Detroit. They come up to the office building in their muscle car. And they're like, Remy Malik, we're getting the team back together. Come down here. Come join us. And Remy Malik is so bored of his office life that he strips naked and dances his way down to the curb to join up with them. Wow. Yep. So that's that movie. Uh, okay, so- maybe if I ever see it at some point, I'll uh, watch it, but I've never actually seen it on offer anywhere. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, okay. But, all right, so, favorite games at E3? Well, no, we we can get to that. Um, okay. We should probably go over the various news of stuff, right? So let me, uh, let me pull yeah, up. Yeah, the news of stuff. Okay, so let's start with fucking Manchester City can get fucked. They don't deserve to win. Cheating bastards. <laughs> oh, wait, we're talking about Final Fantasy news. I'm sorry. Okay, so um, anyway, the Denver Nuggets won the NBA championship. It's the first time in their history. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. I right, watched right. that game too. All right, all right, all right. In, in all seriousness, okay. In all seriousness, we have to do this. I'm very tired. I don't want to do this forever. The Yankees are losing 4-14 to the Red Sox. (laughs) It's the bottom of the seventh. They're down 10 runs. What have I started? Holy fucking hell. This is horrible. This is not a good season. All right. In all seriousness. So anyway, that's that's this month's Blitz Bowl results. So in all seriousness. All right. The news is... Out of E3, the big Final Fantasy news. Uh, first off, Jeff Grubb uh, back on the 6th. He has confirmed, or his sources confirmed, that the Final Fantasy VII remake is real. And he is American. I mean, it is happening. Um, that's about all we the got. Final Fantasy which remake? Final Fantasy Nine remake. Nine remake, gotcha. Nine okay, because you said seven on accident. I, um... You know, I, I did say I was tired, so, you know, these, yeah, these sorts fair. of things are going Yeah, happen. yeah, yeah. So, I'm just going to reiterate what I've said about that a million times. That's the most believable rumor by far. I'm still shocked that people don't believe that one. It just seems like such a logical move to make. Okay, speaking of rumors and things like that, uh, Imran Khan on the 3rd was reporting that Square Enix is nervous about the Final Fantasy 16 pre-order numbers which are tracking behind Final Fantasy XV uh, based on the number of platform holders for the PS5 versus the PS4 at this time in there. But history. that's stupid. Like, that's that's a stupid way of looking at it, man. Like, um, I mean, yes. I, 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 hate, I hate that they're looking at it like that. Because, like, you know, Final Fantasy sixteen. this is a game that's going to sell by word of mouth. Like, you know, like... Uh, everyone who's played the tra- uh, the demo since, they've been like, I- I'm kind of spoiling because we're going to talk about the demo later, but there's been rave reviews about the-, the demo. Like, everyone loves this shit. And you can tell just the way the game's marketed and the way it's built up that it has such a broad, mass appeal. This game is going to sell by word of mouth. This is going to be The Witcher 3 of 2023 it's going to be one of those where like it seems like this niche series that not many people know that much about Wait, because what? i guess final fantasy these days has become niche I don't... but like you know it's gonna have this broad mass appeal there's a whole large market it's gonna reach out to 
Because you think about how many people laptop Game of Thrones. How many people laptop shit like that? Like, that's how Final Fantasy 16 is going to sell. So if they're just worrying about pre-orders, I think they're doing it wrong. Like, I think this is a game that's going to sell after its release. All right, so Techno. Uh, Hello. Yes. So, uh, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt has sold 50 million copies since its original release. Yes, Has any Final Fantasy game, even one of them, sold over 20 million? Over 20 million? No. I know that they've they've definitely gotten close. But that's what I'm saying, like... You think and it's going landscape... to sell that? You think it's going to sell like twice as much as any other Final Fantasy ever? No, that's that, that. Okay, I'll rephrase what I meant. Like, what I mean is that it's going to be something that comes out of nowhere and has this broad mass appeal, and everyone laps it up. That's what I mean. Is is it's going to come from nowhere, and then it's going to sell through word of mouth? Because that's how The Witcher Three made it. I don't. Know. Uh, I will. Uh, I will note. Well, obviously, uh, none of us have any numbers. People have observed things that indicate that, you know, since the demo came out about a week ago, there have been this. There have been spikes in both Final Fantasy 16 pre-orders and PS5 orders. So yep. there is evidence that it's working. That's what I'm saying. Word of mouth. That is what's going to carry this game. Okay. I mean, it is also one of the most heavily marketed games of the year. Like, there have been tons and tons of trailers for this thing. One uh, of those marketing... Oh, yeah, Sony also, like, because Sony is basically Final Fantasy's uh, biggest backer now, considering uh, nothing, none of the main t- major titles since 15 have been on non-Sony platform, been launched on non-Sony platforms, and also... and. Sony's only real big thing this year is Spider-Man 2, so they're kind of also putting their weight behind 16 and probably rebirth afterwards. Yeah, one of those uh, marketing pitches. Not to jump off this plot point entirely, but it is a very nice uh, pivot uh, that there's a burger coming out for Final Fantasy 16 at... Oh yeah, the fucking... Burger yeah, in the uh, the green game. burger in something called Bodine's Barbecue. Now, Techno, you're from England, so do you have any idea what I that am. is? Um, no. Okay. No, I... but I do, I do know that Burger King is, like, overseas. Burger King is very different from how it's seen in the USA. Like, for example, you know, there are places you can go in London and Germany... And maybe over the rest of England, I'm not sure yet. Where you can go to like a green Burger King and all it sells is the Impossible Whopper. Okay. Or like, you know, the all it sells is their vegan products, right? That you would never hear of something like that in the USA. So Burger King overseas does this like really wild thing with their marketing. It's not like out of step for a European Burger King to do. Is Bodine's Barbecue the English yeah. Burger King? No. Bodine's barbecue? Oh, yeah. you're in a bowl. Oh, you're yeah, in a Yeah, we're talking about yeah, the okay. burger. Like, if you want to talk about Burger King facts, I can talk about how uh, in Australia they're not allowed to call themselves Burger King kids. They lost a, co- a trademark lawsuit they tried to file against some other 
place that was called Burger King that was here before they tried to expand here. Oh, okay. No, I did. Okay, I didn't hear about that. So That's down here that. they called themselves Hungry Jacks. <laughs> okay. No, for some. Oh, do you know what? I'm stupid. I got it mixed up with the fucking Spider Man Spider Verse oh. burger from Burger King. <laughs> That's oh, what happened. Okay. All right. Anyway, there's a, there's a lot so of green final burgers lately. The Final Fantasy burger, right? The one in the London. Yeah, that's a London only restaurant. And I imagine the reason they did that is just because Square Enix's marketing team are all based out of London. You know, there's like. Oh, yeah. Sony's uh, mainly based in England now, too. They're like. Yeah, like London, just for whatever reason, is a place you seem to go whenever you want to market things internationally because it's like, oh, great. English speaking, and they have access to the European markets. So it's smart, but that's probably why they did it. Okay, well, I'm never going to be able to get the Iconic Burger, which is the E-I-K-O-N-I-C burger, sadly, because I'm never going... I I mean, I may go to London at some point in my life. I suspect I will, but that will not happen this year, and that will not happen by the 22nd, and also, I don't want to eat a green burger. Yeah, London, great place to visit. Yeah, but don't eat the green burgers. Have fish and chips or something. Okay. No, do eat the green burgers. Yeah, you sh- are you sure? Wait, are you on about green as in environmentally friendly or green no, as in No, I mean, green. Green. <laughs> the bun is literally dyed green. <laughs> yeah. yeah, then don't eat those. That's stupid. We are on a new one tonight. Like, <laughs> the energy's always weird around here, but like the, tonight it's like, it is really something. We've had all kinds of technical problems. I don't know about problems. you, but I fucking love it. We've had all kinds of technical uh, yeah. problems getting started, and now <laughs> we have techno-obliterator problems in the actual recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, so God. anyway... I'm um, it a little bit. Okay. So, I don't know how well Final Fantasy sixteen is going to sell. I'm not going to say 50 million copies, because that's like top 10 all time, but... If it sells maybe best of any game in the series, yeah. I'd be pleasantly surprised. I I suspect it's going to sell around the same amount that Final Fantasy XV sold. And Final Fantasy XV sold very well. I think that sold about 10, 12 million I copies. S- okay, hear me now, quote me later. Right? Okay, yeah, no, um, sure. In, it, in two years' time, yeah, let's say two years' time, it will be, it will have outsold Final Fantasy X. Okay. What is Final Fantasy? What's Final Fantasy that 10 was, sales? Oh, that was that was in the ballpark of 10 million. Like that was the best selling game in the series. Um, it looks like uh, and, like, but, oh. like, that's over like the entirety of history. Like the 10 million figure comes from like last year. Oh, all right, you know what? Ah, all right, yeah. so and that also includes the 10, 10, 2 HD yeah, remaster. Yeah, that, that's what makes it annoying because they bundle them together, so it's kind of hard to get. A yeah, okay, answer. so that's that's not fair. All yeah, right, so, so it says Final Fantasy Ten says twenty million copies, but that's an unfair amount. But all right, well, if Final Fantasy sixteen like, could I, beat twenty million, I'd be extremely impressed. Like, I, I, yeah, I I'm gonna believe, say. I believe if we're talking about short term, then 15 did, in fact, in, in fact, take like the fastest like launch sales. Yes, it was the fastest launch. 15 was the fastest. Okay. I'm so I'm gonna say that it will beat. I, I I'm gonna say it will beat 20 million in two years' time. I think this game is gonna sell through word of mouth. That's a lot of sales. Yeah. That's really really good. I'm That's very, like. 
I'm, gonna, I'm very confident in this game, as you can okay. tell. I'm going to put a little I'm bit more wind in your sails, because the rumor is, this is what the story is, PlayStation 5 is a very well-selling console. The problem with yep. the PlayStation 5 is that it sells extremely well, but no one ever plays anything on it. And I can say yeah. this anecdotally because I have a PlayStation 5 about three feet from me, and I have not played that thing this entire year. I've played it yeah, my, a lot, My actually. PlayStation 5 is mostly used for PlayStation 4 games, yeah. Uh, Same, I mean, except I, mine's I used for PlayStation 3 games by streaming. I literally have turned it on about oh, four well, times. Oh, wow, look at you in the Northern Hemisphere being able to actually play PS3 games on the PS5. <laughs> That'd be fucking nice to have. Wait, I can't do that. Yeah. Wait, how are yeah, you, you have to that? stream. Oh, streaming. oh, with that crap. Yeah, no, I don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah. I want, I want to put my disc into a thing and then it works. Yeah, no, I have, I don't use discs for my PS5 at all. No, oh, fuck that. I'm just gonna get but, an emulator. I'm not even doing that. All right, not bothering. Totally fair. Yeah. So anyway, uh, where were we? So Final Fantasy 16 sales. We've already had that discussion. Do you want to have a wager? No. You know why we don't want to do a wager? Because we didn't even remember the last wager we did. We did yeah, wagers on this a... podcast a year ago. None of us remember what they were. We've, I think we've got it pinned in like the old general channel. Let's see we must we have it. Find it. There's uh, definitely uh, like yeah, some... Here it is. Uh, Frank Cassius, uh, uh just uh, 11 days shy of a year ago. <laughs> In the podcast episode, I bet Techno $20 worth of Steam games that within 12 months after Final Fantasy 16 releases, Benedicta Harmon will be a beloved and remembered character as measured by the amount of third-party articles and fan media about her. Who is that? Yeah. Benedicta. Garuda. Who, who yeah. is this? Garuda. Oh, Garuda. Okay. All right, that's entirely yeah, possible. You played, I haven't... you played the demo yet? No, I told you. I, I'm still playing Zelda. Oh, okay. I haven't right, played well, the demo yet. She appears, like, early on in the demo. Okay. She is... She's extremely pretty, right? She's that character? She's the... Look, like, at first appearance, I mean, we'll get to this... We'll get to this later, but, uh, yes, she is definitely intended to be the hot chick of the game. Okay, there yeah. will be tons of fan art for her. So I think Cat uses is screwed on that one. What's the other wager? Uh, it was something. It was something about the DLC of uh, Seven Rebirth. Oh, all right. I think I was in I on that, wasn't I? Yeah. Can yeah, you? Yeah. Can you refresh us on what it even was? I I think it was like who who it would be about because like a lot of the because oh. I think at the time we made this bet we didn't know how long the series was going to be uh, be and such so like. I thought, well, maybe like Seven Rebirth is like still still in Disc One territory stuff, and the DLC is going to like focus on Vincent or something. I still don't think that's entirely impossible based on the trailer we saw. Yeah. It's so not no, impossible yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So let's do another wager. We have to pin this though, so that we remember it. All right. So how do we want to put this? I'm gonna say, uh, how about end of year sales? That Final Fantasy Fifteen will sell less than ten million, as reported okay. at the end of this year. I predict it will sell over ten million. Okay, we have to base this on the latest report of sales. Unfortunately, self-reported by Square Enix because nobody has access to real data on this. 
Yeah, yeah. nobody does any remotely okay. accurate sales okay. tracking. If they if they don't report it, they're kind of reporting it. If they don't report it, that means I win. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, if they yeah. don't yeah, report they're, they're, it, they're basically saying like, look, it didn't it didn't sell that well, but yeah. we're just not going to tell you how well it did sell. They like, will they'll ten, report ten it by saying sales were disappointing. They'll go in and report it one way or another. They have this terrible tendency of doing that. Yeah. Okay. Ten million sounds definitely possible. Yes, I think ten yep. million is a very risky amount. Um, should I make it eleven million? How about ten point five? That way, that's they, how every. They, sin- they probably won't get that granular. Like they'll okay. probably. Like I think Square Enix would also probably just do above below ten million. So. Yeah, yeah, more or less than ten million. All right, so I'm going to say less than ten million. Uh, what am I betting? What should who? I'm betting with Techno, right? Yep. Sounds okay. like. All right. All right. What are we betting? What do you want to bet? Well, Kat used did a twenty dollars Steam game, so that. Okay. All right. Well, all right. We'll work. stick with that then. Uh, some core yeah. mage, if you could pin that, please. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, let Let me just pin it in the podcast channel because I'll be more likely to see it. There, yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. That makes. Uh, all right. That's good. All right. We'll remember that, and then. Um, then when the time comes, many people will be mocked and despised and hated by the general public because they're stupid idiots that know nothing about video games. Yeah. I mean myself. All right. <laughs> um, what other news we got? Uh, there's a rumor of a Final Fantasy X remake that came out. Uh, yeah, that's bullshit. It's supposed to release in 2026. Uh, that's, well, okay. That's a, apparently I'm a real gonna... year. I'm going to clarify. The rumor is bullshit. The year uh-huh. of release is bullshit. The Final Fantasy X remake, entirely believable. Because if you think about it, the PS4 era was all about PS1 remakes. You know, we had a Medieval remake. We had the Crash Bandicoot remake. We had the Spyro remake. We had the Final Fantasy VII remake. We had like a shit ton of PS1 Wait. remakes came out on PS4. Wait, can I not pin in the podcast channel? God the Wait, servers on this the the permissions on this server are fucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I don't think I could do it either. Yeah, Wait. just ping Skathy about it and ask him. All right, but, um, we'll, we'll worry yeah. about that later. All right. Yeah. So it it so logically follows that the PS5 era is going to be filled with PS2 remakes. You know, we've already had a, a decent number of PS2 remakes. You know, we had the Shadow of the Colossus. Remake was really, really good. Resident um, Evil but, 4. Uh, Resident Evil 4, another excellent one. We've already had them. So it just logically follows that we're going to be filled Metal with Gear a lot Solid of 3, actually. Yes, yes. That was, I was just getting to that. It was yeah. just announced, right? That's coming out. It, it logically follows that a Final Fantasy X remake for the PS5 era just makes a, a lot of sense. Like, I would be shocked if... I'd be shocked if they don't announce, like, that something like that is even common, right? Uh-huh. I, you know, I think it's believable, but I think the person who gave the rumor was full of shit, and I think 2026 is also a bullshit year. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know what this is based on. This is just a reset era thread, so um, it's just... Honestly, you know what it all is? It's all it looks like it's all deleted already, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's it was bullshit. Yeah. Well, whatever. I, like uh, the, 
like as far as I can understand, like that person deleted all their posts and their accounts and got banned for good measure. So they, <laughs> so I think they all think it's fake. Okay, all right. I, <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't even report about that then. I guess. Yeah. I guess I should check my sources better. Um, for some reason, that did like make it all the way to like our games. So that's how I managed to uh, find it. Um, so actual things that happened in the uh, summer games E three. Uh, so we had two big announcements. First one was Foam Stars. I mean, no. First one was Ever Crisis. Do you remember this? The Final Fantasy VII mobile uh, game. Right, yeah. The yeah. Uh, the gotcha remake of the entire sub-series. Yeah, this Which is a... does look really good. Yeah, but it looks so weird because it's like, it's made out of bits. So it looks like they took like the stuff they wanted to put into the first soldier... And then that original plan of remaking all the Final Fantasy VII series into one game. And then, like, two other different kinds of games. So there's, like, there's like five different art styles in this thing. Which, in of itself, is a, you know, a, a reverential send-up of the original Final Fantasy VII, which had, like, four or five art styles in it. Yeah. Um, it's, like, yeah, That's all kinds of different graphics in that game. It's very strange. Um, yeah, that's the point, really. Like, you know, you have a chibi art style for whenever you are on the field, and you have, like, you know, the Seven Remake art style, basically, for when you're in battle. And then whenever you have the dialogue screens come up, you have Tetsuya Nomura's illustration of the character, or is it Re Roberto Ferrari's illustration? I don't know, but some illustration of yeah, the character. I mean, it, it's I totally mean Seven, I think, predated to Ferrari, so like, so like the original Seven is pure Nomura, right? Well, I mean, I think he means uh, Ever Crisis, which is even oh, Ever more, Crisis. yeah, which is even more a strange collage of different things. Uh, one thing right. we have learned from this trailer is we still don't know Sephiroth. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. I, I mean, it say... wasn't that like half of the points of the ending of remake. I don't know. I, I think I know Sephiroth pretty well at this point. He's he doesn't seem say, like there's all I, that much to him. I'm gonna say I'm hype as shit for this. Like I'm super like excited for it. But yeah, when you think about it, like that that occurred to me, the whole we don't know Sephiroth thing. They're doing the Xehanort thing again, aren't they? They are Where doing Xehanort in <laughs> They're doing Xehanort again. <laughs> they're putting the villain's backstory in a mobile game. It's Dark Road. It's literally that. Yeah. Some kind of mage, by the way, what happened, what happened with Dark Road? Did that ever end? Yeah, that that finished it. Like uh, when uh, when Key was uh, brought down, like they did promise that there's going to be one last update for uh, for Dark Road. Uh, it took them over a year. Uh, they didn't add anything new other than plot, so the game was clearly in an unfinished state. But yes, they did eventually put out the full thing. Okay, so um, one thing is that there was a sign up for Ever Crisis, um, which I did sign I up for. Up. Yeah. Uh, there's a possibility that we'll win the lottery and be able to get early access to it. I am you not... You anyway, I'm not eligible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am not going to be very happy about this, but I might have to play this game for as long as it runs. Or at the very least, yeah. follow it monthly with every bit of plot drip that we get. Uh, which I'm not, I'm not going to enjoy. I really do not like these kinds of video games. I've said this multiple times. I tried... I tried playing that uh, near reincarnation game, 
because I was really excited oh, to see... Oh, I've heard horrible things about that Yeah, one. it's so fucking boring. I cannot even begin to I tell you. I played Opera Omnia. That uh-huh. I don't play it anymore, right? I will say Opera Omnia was one of the good ones because uh-huh. you can play that game and you can get really far in it and you don't need to pay them a single cent. Like, okay. that's a legit good one. Well, I'm right? not going to pay them but, a cent. Yeah, nor did I. But if you play the War of the, I mean, they played, they made that like little Brave Exvius Final Fantasy Tactics XV game. Like I tried that one, I could not get into that at all. Right. So I'm hoping that Ever Crisis ends up on the Opera Omnia end of things, as opposed to the War of the What's it called? I, I don't War of the Visions. Yeah. War of the Visions, yeah. I hope this ends up more like Opera Omnia than War of the Visions, because if it ends up like War of the Visions, I'm not going to like it. War of the Visions is... I think it really depends on who, uh, on who's doing it. And the fact that yeah. uh, you know, Square is putting the trailers for this in the same place that they do you know, their proper, like, important in-house games implies that they've actually put some amount of value on this instead of offloading them to a lot of gacha companies are truly truly fucking terrible uh which should yeah, come to no like, surprise to anyone and square likes to contract out to some of the worst of the worst for these. yeah like they don't even talk about their 15 gacha game they well, like yeah yeah because that's just like say, a whole it's other two company. yeah it's two they made two of those they made like, they don't even talk about those yeah those like, are all in so, their own little universe they're basically just slot machines with final fantasy 15 we don't right? even cover them on the wiki that's how irrelevant they are oh no we should, we should <laughs> probably like, have nothing, a page no a single damn thing about them except for the fact that they exist i think yeah, they're no. like classic fans clones or something no we have a page for them and that's it okay we have nothing beyond the page all right yeah well you know do they exist really though is the question I feel like the whole like, thing uh, is just a money laundering like they, scam. They even use like <laughs> like the shitty those shitty kinds of mobile ads that have gotten them in trouble in some jurisdictions. They've companies in trouble in some jurisdictions for just outright lying about what the games are. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, so Ever Crisis, it's not going to end up like that. But you know, like I think I think you're right to be wary of it because it could end up really really bad. But I'm, you know, I'm going to remain cautiously optimistic. Okay. All right, let's move on I to the real... I am willing to give it a shot, but uh, my patience with Gacha can be very thin. So... No, 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 no. We got to move yeah. on to the real story, all right? Got to go yeah. move on to the real story. The important stuff, DoorDash. No. Uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Rebirth uh, <laughs> finally did show up. Now, this was after oh, a... fucking yes. This is after a long run of very... Very weird Kingdom Hearts 1 opening looking tweets from the Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Rebirth people. Like, featuring such we things. Have made preparations. Yeah, exactly. Question How is development progressing on Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? Answer Development is progressing smoothly and according to plan. We are currently working through on nailing down a release date for the game. Like, I'm trying to do that, like, voice wise, but there's, like, four fonts in this and multiple different colors it is yeah i i, I do not know how to uh, vocally enunciate giant green text exactly it's a dream. So, like someone made a meme tweet of it 
where it was like, question, will players be able to press buttons on the controller to progress in the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth story? Answer, yes! Players will be able to press buttons on the controller to progress in the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth story. When you walk away, you don't hear me say, please obey me. So, we actually did yeah, get... Like, like, oh, Sorry, just falling through the dream. Oh, I've been having these weird thoughts lately. Like, does this game have a chain of narrative developments or not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, we did get the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth trailer at the Summer Games Fest after Jeff Keighley uh, trolled us with fucking DoorDash Taco Bell stuff. Um, so, uh, what did you all think of this trailer? It's like four minutes long. Really fucking good. Really uh, fucking yeah, this, good. This... Uh, it definitely raises some some questions about what the hell is actually going on. Yeah, there's uh, a lot going also on. the the world design that that we see in that trailer, uh, it's just beautiful. And also, um, uh, good to see that they learnt the most important thing from Integrate, which is that combination attacks are fucking awesome, and it's a travesty that they just don't get used more often. Yep, that's my that was my second takeaway. My first favorite thing from the trailer, fucking Bugenhagen, man. So hyped about this motherfucker. Bugenhagen, man. Noticed, I noticed that the scene with Bugenhagen was uh, angled so that we can't actually tell what the hell is going on with his legs. Yeah, you know, I've like always wondered even... what that is. What what is the deal with him? He's like uh he's like an old man in a ball. Yeah, it's like it, you can't actually tell. And then the way it, Red 13 calls him grandpa, is it's like, is it an adopted grandpa? Or is it like, are you just... I always, is, I always assumed adopted. I, I, I don't want to... That one has to be adoption. I mean, come on. We, we meet, we meet uh, Red 13's father. I mean, sure, he's a rock at the time. So, you know, but like, he's clearly a rock that was formerly of the same species as Red 13. Yeah, right. I mean, all right, all right. So Hojo did try to make Red 13 have sex with Aerith. But, you know, the remake in one the has removed... Not in remake. Not in remake, in they the removed re that. And also, the game... Yeah, they, they replaced it with him, wanting, with him wanting her to have a gangbang with the soldiers. Yeah. That's even worse. No, actually, it's all terrible. Um, it's all terrible. Yeah, He's, but like, mechanically, none of that ever made any sense, and I think it was a joke to begin with. So let's just say that Bugenhagen is spiritually the grandpa. He's not biologically the grandpa. Also, we still don't know what's going on with his form. Is he a genie? Is that what he is? Fuck us. Alright. Um, this trailer did open with... Alright, so most of this trailer looks like it maps more or less one-to-one -one with what we know of Final Fantasy VII original. So, you know, there's yep. Cosmo Canyon, and there's Junon, yeah. and, uh, you know, the Crystal Caves and stuff. We see Elena, which is cool. Um, there are a couple things that immediately I flag are like, what the hell's going on? One is the immediate opening, which is oh, yeah. set in Midgar after a tornado has come down, and you see all the various party members being led away into ambulances. So that's some other yeah. universe, I think. Well, the takeaways yeah. from that are so weird because, like, instantly when that happened, you got, like, half of Twitter saying, oh, my God, this is confirmation that there is only one timeline. 
right? And then the other half saying, oh my God, this is confirmation, absolute proof of my theory that there are two timelines. Well, there have to and be that's two why, timelines, just out of Well, that's, that's why I'm saying, like, you know, like, anyone who's trying to make, like, predictions about this point, look, you're all going to be wrong. Like, I mean, respect to you, you know, if you, like, really enjoy theory crafting about it, if it's stuff that, like, you know, if it's stuff you really, you're really into, I respect it. But I just feel like, you know, it's a fool's errand, man. You're all going to get it wrong. Like, it's all going to be completely different from what you expect. Like, just... Yeah. Okay, another <laughs> thing... Another thing a lot of people were thinking is that this trailer is implying that Tifa is going to die. Because... No, well, no, it's not. That's stupid. Like, did you know what it's... Imp- you know that scene in the original game when North Crater happens and suddenly Cloud's... Is- like, you know, he he doesn't even know if he's a real person anymore. Like, it gets that bad. Like, it's like, am I just literally, like, created out of, like, someone else's memories and I'm not, I'm like a clone. I'm not even, like, you know, he doesn't know anything anymore. This is Sephiroth's new way of manipulating Cloud by saying, like, how do you know if Tifa's even real? Like, well, you know, you saw me kill Tifa. Yeah, I mean, you saw me, like, you know, use my sword to, like, cut Tifa in half, right? Which yeah. actually happened. So yeah, how do you know she's even alive? Like, we know, like, us from an outside perspective, know that that didn't actually work. It, she actually was healed. Right, her. right, yeah. And we've had confirmation with that. And, you know, Trace of Two Past actually goes into detail about it, right? But basically what they're doing is it's Sephiroth is gaslighting Cloud. And they're retconning it, so they're saying he's also kind of gaslighting Tifa, right? And the reason they're doing that is because there was this whole criticism of the original, which was like, oh, why doesn't Tifa just say that, you know, his memories are wrong right at the start? And they could have saved the whole game, and blah, 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 blah. And it's the same Because criticism. then there wouldn't have been a game. And from okay. it's principle. All right, all right. Yeah, let, it's, me, it's, let me, let me, let me unravel doing. some of this, because this is all gonna, if no one has any idea what we're talking about, it's gonna go way past their heads. All right, okay. so in the trailer, we see Sephiroth face off against Tifa. Now, this is a scene yep. from the original game. We know yeah. in the original continuity, or the original game, whatever, Tifa goes and confronts Sephiroth in the Nibelheim reactor, and Sephiroth almost kills her. Now, yep. in right. this new trailer, it's specifically in the Japanese version, interestingly. It's not in the English one. Sephiroth says that he killed Tifa, I think is what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. That seems to be what the translation yeah. is. He's claiming the cloud that he killed Tifa. Now, yeah, yeah we, like, I mean, the English that's... isn't really that different. It's just as he doesn't specify Tifa, but you know, considering yeah. the surrounding scene, it's obvious from context. Yeah. So Sephiroth never said that in the original one. He's never actually paid right. Tifa much mind in any version. Mm. Actually, I don't and think even a, there's another. I don't think he even cares about her in Kingdom Hearts. When they're one of like four uh, Final Fantasy VII characters, he doesn't even know. No, he there. doesn't. Yeah, there's another component to it, which is that um, in the first ever Rebirth trailer we got, like Tifa says something along the lines of, "Wait, what are you implying that I died? That I'm some kind of imposter?" So this is presumably tying into this. Okay, so the possibility is either one that Sephiroth is just gaslighting Cloud because he's jealous mm. because. As we know, Sephiroth is in love with Cloud, and Tifa is a major threat for all that. Yeah, and or, it's just it's Sephiroth doing what he does, guess, like a keep girl boss. Yeah, or 
the spicier possibility is that he actually did kill Tifa in the Nibelheim reactor. And the Tifa that's been hanging with us this entire time is some kind of Sephiroth clone, Genova thing, something or other. Which would completely blow up Final Fantasy VII's timeline. And then we're off to the races. And we are unlimited yeah. with whatever's possible. Yep. Now, it's bullshit. Yeah, I know, Teko. You'd be so thing. mad. You'd be so mad if that happened because you're a oh, giant. I'd be, I'd be fucking furious. Yeah, Which, I me, don't think that's what's happened, but it would be funny if it, it is. would be. It but would let be me hilarious. explain what why I'd be fucking furious. Right? It'd be great. Yeah. Imagine if they made. Imagine if they made like Spider-Man Four, right, and the movie, right, and then they say, "Oh, instead of killing Gwen Stacy, we're gonna kill Mary Jane." It's just like, what the fuck? I'm pretty sure the comics have done that at least once. Oh, they have. Oh, they have. They've done it a million times, and then they'll have, like, you know, the devil literally, like... The, the Spider-Man comics are fucking weird. Like, the devil comes in and says, Hi, you can make this deal. I'll bring back Mary Jane if you do this other weird... It's fucking stupid. But anyway, like, if they do that, like, every time they do that, people get really fucking pissed off. Because it's just stupid. Like, yeah. you're not... You're not gonna replicate the twist of Gwen Stacy dying and the impact of that just by switching it to be someone else. You're not going to do that. And I know I say that after they literally did that in the films and they killed Aunt May instead of Uncle Ben. Right. But the reason that works is because they made it fucking work. Right. I, right. There is no way you can... Personally, didn't work for me at all, but I don't like that. That's, that's totally fair. That's totally fair. But there's no way you can make that work this time by just saying, oh, instead of killing Aerith... We're gonna kill Tifa, right? The reason why killing Aerith was important to the story is because once she's dead, she goes into the live stream and now she's this fucking, like, immortal, like, goddess almost. You know, she's in the live stream and that's how she casts Holy and defeats Sephiroth and blah, blah, blah. Tifa can't do that. She's just a normal person. Tifa can't go into the live stream and cast Holy. Well, there's literally well, no reason to kill her off. Well, it's you think? Well, if, if, well what if, if she's a uh, Genova? Though? <laughs> I, if it happens, the story's already derailed far from the point. But like, the point of Aerith dying wasn't specifically to, so she could cast Holy. Like, like yes, that is a side result of what happened. But there was really a more kind of thematic thing there like they were trying to like not present death as like some dramatic hero moment as like happened in four and five and six they right. wanted it to be like oh she's just fucking dead right like like yes it's dramatic but it's like it's like in a in an un very unexpected manner and I mean, you can kind of guess it'd be coming even if you don't know the twist because end of the disc. Um, like, it's a big dramatic area. Something's going to go down. But, or, but like, it's it's the it was defying the, the series' own, own conventional norms, which means you can do this by having Tifa die in Aerith's place. You just have to do it in a non-hacky manner, which, uh, with uh, which is a coin flip, honestly. Which, is, yeah. which the, I just I just don't see it. I don't think they can. I don't think they can pull that off. And, and like, I don't I mean, think that's. 
Let me write the anime. I don't for feel you. like that's the direction they're heading either, but it is possible. Okay, let me write you the anime way this goes down. All right, so okay, Genova has been Tifa this whole time, or Tifa has been Genova this whole time. We find this out. It's horrifying. She's half tentacle Tifa for a while. Then you think that Tifa's gone forever, but no. Genova, in her becoming Tifa, realizes that the will of Tifa, or cloud, love, bullshit, anime, uh, I'm gonna be Tifa now. And then, Genova Tifa is your party member, just pretending to be Tifa. And that's how everything rejoins, because the power of love fixes everything. This is how Xenoblade 1 happens, I think, actually. And that's that happens in Spider-Man, the animated show as well. Right. So. Like really, really, I think I think the way they could like actually avoid Eris' death is like, like you know they they the cast have been having some visions about stuff that happens. How they even show us see see you know out of context things that are part of Eris' death, and like earlier like before Aerith sacrifices herself, we already have one party member die in Final Fantasy VII when uh, Kate Sif. Traps himself in the temple of the ancients Boo. and you know, willingly lets himself. And then he's like, "Oh, just kidding!" Boo, yes, you and suck. then he comes back with a second with a second body. So what what Cloud can do is that he makes sure he takes Kate Sif with him into the into the final dungeon. Uh, well, not final dungeon. The the uh, city. Blah blah blah. And when it. when yeah. Yeah, and when he meets Aerith, instead of doing the whole mindfuck shit he does, I mean, he 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 might be able to shake that off. And instead of, you know, trying to do something about Aerith, he just fucking shoves Kate Sif in the way and Sephiroth stabs uh, stabs Kate Sif number two instead. Or or how right. about this? All right, I, I'll all right. Tifa is a Genova, and Sephiroth is a Genova, and it turns out Cloud also is a Genova. And then they oh all God. become part of a tentacle polycule, and they blow up the Earth, and they all live happily ever after. If if they do that shit, it's like you know, it's it's it, the it, from beyond ending. How about that? I I, I don't know. Like I I just I just think that like you know, if literally all you're doing is swapping who dies, then just because you want to replicate the impact of Aerith's death. Then I just think you're gonna fuck it up. No, 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 no. We're going to weirder, darker, fetishier places with lots of tentacles. Yeah, and if if you do that, it's just like you know. Yeah, and also like the unexpected point point uh, does also point why I don't think it'd be Tifa that cocks it because we'd expect that Tifa to like. I'll fucking I'll die. Okay. Uh, but yeah. I heard a different yeah. word. Because we kind of expect that. Okay. Right. Like we expected that. Oh, this is this is the most obvious thing that could change if the timelines are all thing. Yeah, which is exactly why it won't be the thing that happens. Yeah, they're right. gonna kill off Cloud. Is what they're gonna do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. See, going back to the Spider-Man example, like Aunt May dying wasn't something I expected. And wasn't something people could see coming. Like, you no, know, this is uh, this is MCU Spider-Man, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is yeah, their yeah, this. in that movie. What they do is they like tear down the first three MCU Spider-Men, so they can like retroactively deboot it, so it becomes just another regular Spider-Man story by the end of it. Like everything that was unique about the old MCU Spider-Man, they tear that down pretty violently. But this- 
so that the stuff can... that was unique about him kind of sucked if i'm being honest like he yeah. was it was never very good no like, i didn't i didn't like it either way i i I didn't like any of those movies, and I don't like them forcing it back to regular Spider-Man either. The third one is the only one I, I did like because they forced it back to regular Spider-Man. But anyway, so um, so aside from the story stuff from the trailer, like those were like the interesting things. Um, I think the other like really spicy thing that a lot of pic- people picked up on was there's like a frame, or like there's a few frames during the combat section. Where you can see, like, a party of Cloud, Barrett, Red 13. And in the background, you can see Aerith and Tifa. And they're both in, like, a battle stance. And they're, like, far away enough from the battle. And that's got a lot of people thinking, like, Oh, shit, are they doing the Final Fantasy X thing? Where you can actually, like, swap in party members, like, in and out of battle. Right? Because, and, and I've said, like, I think that would be interesting... I don't know how they're going to make it work with the Materia system, given how limited Materia is. But, you know, it's it's a cool mechanic if that's what they're doing. Like, you know, it's a cool idea. Certainly, um, because in Final Fantasy VII Original, like, I'll be honest, I play my whole the whole game with three party members. I just have Cloud, Tifa, Barrett, and I never change it out. <laughs> like, you know, whenever I, like, try and change to the other ones, I have to, like, learn how to actually use them or, like, use their limit breaks and whatnot, right? And, you know, it's not something I do very often. So, like, you know, I actively, in the final boss, that one where you can have the three different parties... I've never like switched to any of the other parties. To at be all. fair, no. So if they're does doing that. it, yeah, no one does that, right? Because of how materia works in that game. So I think if they want to make it so you know they've spent this whole time building out these party members that are now much more distinct than they were in the original. They have their own play styles, their own different special abilities and whatnot. No, I think that's cool. I think it's a cool idea. It's just you know I'm interested to see how they pull it off. Well, one thing we have not seen in this trailer, and this is very important, is we have not seen Kate Sith. We have not seen. We have not, we have not seen Vincent Valentine. We have not seen Sid Highwind, and yep. those are the three remaining party members. All right? Am I missing anybody? Yep. Right. It's just those three. Yeah. Left. Yeah. And and like, they have to show up eventually, right? Because these are all characters that can be first encountered on disc one of the original. So unless they are deviating away from having them, which seems incredibly unlikely and because this is a three-part series they can't end before the end of this one there's just too much stuff to cover so i think i still believe that this uh the seven rebirth is going to go up to what is considered act two in the ultimania of final fantasy 7 and act two goes right from when you leave midgar all the way up until the northern crater right okay. uh till till when sephiroth summons meteor the northern crater i think it's going to go up to that and then that would mean that the final fantasy 7 3 uh the third part is the last two acts which goes from when tifa is the party member is the third act up until when cloud rejoins and then the fourth act is the end of the game and we still have the wild card of course which is uh zach which is Zack, yeah. yeah. Zack is out somewhere well, doing like, something. Yeah, and the you know the one timeline theory is that basically like these guys are, have come to this new timeline, which is now Zack's timeline, 
and you know they're dead in Zack's timeline, but they're here because they survived due to the singularity, right? And they're gonna meet Zack, and he's in, and their imposters in his timeline. And the two timeline theory is that instead of doing that, it's gonna be like Laguna in Final Fantasy VIII, where every now and then you'll switch to Zack's perspective and have a level where you control a Zack, and then you'll switch back to Cloud, and like you know so. You know, I mean, there's there's a number of things we can do with Zach being in the mix. Like, I have no idea what they're gonna do, but I think that I think what's likely gonna happen when the game comes out is the stuff we see in the trailer, which is all gonna be the trailers are from now on. They're all gonna be stuff that was in the original, right? That stuff that's in the original, like that's still gonna be there, but it's gonna comprise like a smaller amount of the game than we kind of expect it to, because there's going to be, like, this whole extra section devoted to Zack's part, and they're going to completely surprise us with that. Okay. Um, I think that's the most realistic expectation. Yeah, I think at this point, all we can do is theory craft, and we will have to wait until uh, winter 2024? Is that what they said? They said, said early 2024. Okay, all right. I'm going to go, and here's another point of order. I want I want the world to stop doing this. When you say winter 2020 whatever, there are 11 days of winter at the end of the year and then there are several hundred days of winter at the beginning of the year. So if you say winter yeah. 2023, that means January, February and March. That does not yeah. mean mm. And when I say winter Whoa. 2024, I mean January, February, March 2024. Just well, to make it, everything simple. Keep in mind, we also have an Australian on the call, in which case winter is very, very different from that. Well, all right, yeah, all right. Yeah, this is another. I, this is another point of order. Yes, but no, I'd like someone else in this call. I understand time zones and how they might affect the seasons and such. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is another point of order. So, Jeff Keeley, you say that it's the Summer Games Fest. However, I see that this happened on June, early June, and you know what early June is. That's spring. You, sir, are mm. a liar. You're a fraud. You're a hack. You ruined video games. 60 FPS. Mmm. Okay? Alright. We should move on um, to our next thing, right? Uh, is there anything yeah. else? Final Fantasy... We, we all have tons more to talk about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth when the time comes. Um, yeah. It so what is next on the docket? Um, Alright, so there's some there's Final Fantasy 16 stuff, just the build up to it. Love it. Yeah, I yeah. think reviews should be out like next Tuesday. Seems to be the normal pattern. Um, I know the yeah, game is the, like 100% finished and that some critics already have it. We do not have it. Yeah, there have definitely been review copies out in the wild long enough for for reviews to have started finishing yes. the game. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, one thing is that the Final Fantasy 16 uh, team. They posted a JPEG to Twitter, which is often a very bad sign. That's usually it, the it's sign. Okay. Of... It wasn't yellow. It yeah, wasn't, wasn't yellow. yellow so all right, all right, it's good. All right, and uh, they're mad because Final Fantasy 16 copies have leaked from circulation, um, which is just inevitable. Which always happens. It like, does always know, happen. There's not much. Yeah. I mean, the entire game did not leak two weeks ahead of time, like with Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, and with, and with Seven Remake, same yeah. thing happened there. Yes, it did, actually. I forgot about that. Uh, the other big thing of news. Now, they did have, like, four hours of Final Fantasy 16 celebration uh, last Sunday. 
Um, and I think, yeah, I'll say the celebration wasn't very... Uh, I, you know, the, it wasn't that it was, was bad, it's just way too indulgent. They did not have enough content. Yeah. For, yeah, for it was the, just like... That's what they had. And also I, they interspersed the segments with uh, with streams of people at the event playing the playing the demo. Which, first of all, why would I want to watch that? Uh, right. Second of all, they were clearly just putting in the feed of someone else's Twitch channel because the first time they did it, it kept cutting to ad breaks in the in the fucking Twitch. Oh, the other no. person's Twitch. Oh, that shit was hilarious. Okay. Yeah, like, I mean, it's just like, I feel like, you know, Final Fantasy fifteen Uncovered, this was not. Because fifteen Uncovered, like, that was a legit, like, you know, it was, it's some things about it was cringy, people were laughing a lot at, at the time, but people walked away from that tight, well-done event, for the most part, and said, you know, I'm really excited for this, I'm interested in checking it out. And I feel like most people checked out of the sixteen event, like, you know, maybe like halfway through. Well, the problem is they've done so much marketing for this game. Like they just did an hour long stream, like not even six weeks ago. So I don't, yeah. I don't really know what else there is to say. Like it, it really is like a study in contrast because the Zelda marketing this year has been two trailers and that's it. That's all they did. But they don't need to market. I know Zelda, exactly. That's you already how know what Zelda it is. is. It's so you crazy. You know what Zelda is. Yeah, so right. Zelda gets two trailers, one quite long, I'll give them that. But that's all they did. And Final Fantasy 7, 7 plus 8, uh, 16. No, wait. 7 plus seven 9. 7 plus 9. 7 plus yeah. 9. God, I can't even do arithmetic. I'm so tired. <laughs> um, yeah, that one has gotten tons and tons and tons of events and trailers. There's like nine trailers for this thing. Um and I, yeah, they've just run out of things to say. Like, this is why last podcast, I'm like, I don't even want to talk about Final Fantasy 16 anymore. I just want to play the game now. Um, yeah, I will say, like, each each trailer for 16 has gone subsequently better than the last. And each, like, the reception to it among the community has slowly gotten better over time. So, you know, in, in ways, I think their marketing strategy is working. Okay. There is one big piece of news. I think there was only really one big piece of news. Uh, yeah. It's that Final Fantasy 16 was developed with help from, one, the Kingdom Hearts team. Which means yep. uh, that might be why we still have not seen anything of Kingdom Hearts 4. Uh, the other thing is that yep. Platinum Games helped make this thing. That one was a curveball. Yeah. I don't That's know what they me. developed. I assume they might have helped with, like... Maybe the, the icon, icon bosses, yeah, it seemed... Yeah. Yeah. Because I imagine that many people in the kitchen making the battle system might be kind of a too many cooks thing, and uh, so I, I imagine they assisted like uh, so, some things like that. I don't know. We'll find out later. I think but that's yeah, what they did. In, in, in retrospect, you know, it's kind of obvious that the Kingdom Hearts team was involved, because like we've seen before in, in like various ability demonstrations that Clive has multiple shot locks in his arsenal and then oh later on in that in that five hour stream like the parries are just are done the way that they're done in kingdom hearts you hit you hit their weapon with your weapon <laughs> it, yeah you know what i'm gonna say speaking of zelda and final fantasy 16 i hate the combat in zelda tears of the kingdom 
I've, I've oh, the, the combat in, uh, in Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom is bad. I still haven't played Tears of the Kingdom. I'm going to play it later this year. It's, like, it is probably game of the year, even saying that. A it's lot just, of people it's are just, saying that. It's just the combat is obnoxious. Um, the things the I've level, heard about... The level of punishment you get for one hit is infuriating and makes me not want to do it. Yeah, like, like, at least in Tears of the Kingdom, you get the opportunity to basically just completely circumvent combat with a ton of clown shit. Yeah, that's that's like, the thing. Yeah, like, I, attach a spring to your shield and send the enemies flying. No, I have my I have my various ghost sons. They go and do the combat for me, and I hang in also, the back. Also, yes, stuff. your your ghost children. Yeah. Also, you know, f- fuse this fuse this explosive onto a weapon and just throw it at someone. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's what kind of makes me excited about Final Fantasy 16 is because that's going to be a game that will not... That's a game that will have good combat. Maybe it'll be worse than Tears of the Kingdom in every other way. Probably a better story still. But it'll be the kind of combat I like to do in a game. So I'll be spending hmm. $70 on that next Thursday. Right? Yeah, next Thursday. Yeah. Um, I'll. You know Wait, what I'm going to do? It's Final Fantasy 16. Oh, yeah. One thing I'm not doing is pre-ordering it because I pre-ordered Tears of the Kingdom and the game didn't come for like three days. So I am going mm. to walk into a store on like Friday and see if I can get it. And if that doesn't work, I'm... I'll just download it. I am pre-ordering it because Final Fantasy and Ratchet and Clank are the only series I would ever pre-order a game for. What about um, Metal Gear Solid 3? Uh, I will pre-order that too. Okay, and that yeah. is my uh, transition to the other thing I wanted to talk about, which is that, you know, we've only run for about 70 minutes. Might as well keep going, no matter how tired I am. Uh, you know, this was E3, and there was a big gaggle of games, whether or not you thought it was a compelling E3 or not. Uh, you know, what did you all think was cool there? And Techno, I know you thought Metal Gear Solid 3 was cool. Yep. Uh, who's going first? Yeah, I think you're going you can first. Go first. Yeah, yeah, I already I set you up. Go and go and hit the ball. Oh, I'm going first. All right, okay. So, the Metal Gear Solid Three trailer. Like, I'm just gonna set this up for people who don't have much background on Metal Gear Solid or Metal Gear Solid Three. Right. So these are like, if you don't know anything about the series, like I, you know, a friend of mine said, like I thought it was just a generic war game. And now I'm seeing, like, this, you know, random, like, psychokinetic person fly over this (laughs) flaming man, right, who, while, like, a fucking David Bowie song is playing, and then I'm, like, fighting these weird little, like, space zombie things, right? So, that, so, like, Metal Gear, a lot of people don't have, like, a conceptual, conceptualization of what it really is. But Metal Gear Solid 3 is a game that's set in the Cold War in which you play as... He's just called Snake in that game, right? He's not... He's not Solid Snake. That's his son. He's Naked right? Snake. He's not, yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he's Naked Snake. Naked Snake, that's fine. Uh, he's not Big Boss yet. He hasn't earned the title yet, right? In which you're basically doing a Cold War espionage mission, right? And there is a bunch of, like, supernatural shit in there. But, like, you know, the director of those games, he kind of uses the supernatural shit almost as, like, a metaphor 
in a way for like whatever point he's telling because the the theme of the series is it's an anti-war series right you know you can get through this game without killing anyone in theory or you can go in guns blazing and shoot everyone in sight right but Metal Gear Solid 3 is all about survival in Soviet Russia right in which you have to take down this like cold war dictator guy for the u.s government but there's this whole like conspiracy involved and in the midst of all of that there's this really beautiful story about big boss and his relationship with his mentor who you know it's like it's and that's one of the best female characters that's ever existed in video games is the boss who his mentor is and like it's just it's like a james bond movie but there's also like some weird like cold war shit going on that's like makes it a really good like you know almost like historical game in a way and then kojima throws in some anime stuff as well because he can't help himself and it all culminates in what i believe to be the best video game of all time so when the trailer opens with something where like it literally, when you first see it, I thought, oh my god, is this like a frog simulator? Oh no, the frog got eaten. Is this a bird simulator? Oh no, the bird got eaten by the crocodile. Oh shit, yeah, I'm in the that, jungle. That trailer, this is like, Solid 3. This was, so, uh, this was Sony event. So I know some people were absolutely thinking uh, Tokyo Jungle 2. was. Like... I was thinking Ape Escape for a bit. Yeah, like yeah. the way they set it up was just excellent because that's exactly what metal gear solid 3 was so good for it was a technical masterpiece when yeah, it came but out also like a, jungle a lot of people game. a lot of people just aren't expecting you know, any kind of good press involving metal gear solid these days ever since uh Konami. You know, kojima got yeah, ever, since the, ever since the creator of the games left like basically it's been shit show after shit show so, so the <laughs> fact that they managed to make a trailer that was actually interesting is already a gigantic improvement on konami's part right but well, I, there so are there i was two say... caveats though on this as okay. we said kojima okay. is not involved which is a big I consider a gigantic I think, question mark. I think the rumor is that like he's on better terms than he used to be, I, and he's like consulting for it. But I, 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 I feel like I feel is. like everything I heard about that 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 bridge is thoroughly burned. That if they were to yeah, come, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think he cares. Like he doesn't have to care about Metal Gear anymore because like. He gets to pal around with a bunch of his friends in Hollywood these days. Yeah, he's hanging he's, with he's hanging with Nicolas Cage right now, so I think he's all right. Yeah, I mean Hideo yeah. Kojima, like you know, there's there's some people who think he he only ever wanted to make movies to begin with, and I can see it. But the other uh, the other thing is that apparently they're using the original PlayStation Two audio, like right. unchanged entirely, which yeah, which does lead to some question marks. Like I like the, the idea. I like the idea they'd keep the original cast, like, unchanged. Yeah. However, I could see a reason why you'd want to re-record it if you're going to make major changes. But if you're not, and you're just going to use the original audio, that means, is this really a remake as much as is it just a PlayStation 5 port of a PlayStation 2 game? Well, I think it's going to be a remake in the way that Shadow of the Colossus was a remake, right? You know, they build it from the ground up, and they make it look as good as a modern game. But the actual gameplay itself is kind of unchanged. And I think that's what this is going to be. Like, and I, I assume that the that 
I think there's probably going to be one big change in that, uh, and that it's that I find it difficult to believe that, uh, like Metal Gear Solid, like okay, they said it's Metal Gear Solid Delta, but that uh, that logo is clearly Metal Gear Solid Triangle. Right. Um, yeah, 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 that too. Yeah, oh yeah, we, we, um, we haven't been calling it the right name. It's Metal Gear Solid, unpronounceable symbol. Uh, yeah, but yeah, see, like three. And well, every every Metal Gear Solid up until uh, up until uh, five was uh, was a bunch of small individual zones. I don't think that you know if they're actually remaking this game and not just you know heavily upscaling the PS2 version. I assume that's just going to be more of one big single area thing. Yeah. Yeah, so so all, all I'm going to say is, like, you know, I, I ended up taking way more time on that than I thought I would. But all I'm going to say is, like, Metal Gear Solid 3, the way I've described it, it sounds like a mess. You just have to play it because it's just such a beautiful game. And the thing I'm most excited for is not me playing it myself, though I am excited for that. I'm most excited to see what other people would make of it when it comes out because, like, I really think it's a gem. I really think it is. I would still call it the best game ever made, right? That it's was my the, number one. It's the uh, best Metal Gear one. game, I think. By oh, it definitely game. is yes. the best Metal yes. Gear. Yeah, that's uh, that's that, that or Revengeance. Yeah, either that or Revengeance. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's unquestionable. And you know, if we do get a Revengeance remake coming from this, then that would be wonderful too, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I I really believe it's the best game of all time. And I'm really excited for other people to play it. That was my number one. My number two is going to be Spider-Man 2. Boring answer, I know. Like, you know, I'm... I'm. If you couldn't tell from this podcast already, big fan of the superhero. Like, he's my favorite of all time. Like, you know, and Spider-Man 1 was made by Insomniac Games, who also made Ratchet and Clank. And they did such a phenomenal job with Spider-Man 1. They did okay with Miles Morales. Like, I don't think the story was that great. I think it was a little derivative. But the, the gameplay was fun. You know, so I really want to see what they do with Spider-Man 2. It sounds like they're adapting the Venom storyline, which there's never been a good adaptation of that. Because Spider-Man 3, the Sam Raimi film, was kind of, I mean, it was funny, but it wasn't good. Um, yes, which is so exactly what you need out of a good Marvel adaptation. If it's not right. dumb and camp as hell, you haven't done it right. Right, exactly. But um, so Spider Man Two, that's going to be my number two. My number three, you're going to think I'm so boring, and it's true. My taste in games isn't that good. But my number three is Assassin's Creed Mirage, and I'll explain why. Because Assassin's Creed hasn't really been good, in my opinion. A lot of people say since Black Flag, which is Assassin's Creed 4, I couldn't even really get well, into that one. Assassin's I feel like... Creed 4, the number, but it's like the the sixth game in the series. That's right, Black right, Flag, exactly. right? The pirate one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like yeah. when they moved away from Ezio Auditore, like when they did that, they kind of lost their way a little bit. Like I've, I feel like they've yet to make a really, really, really good one without Ezio in it because... You know, they made like a decent, they made decent ones that are more like RPG-esque, but they're still kind of moving away from what the series was about in ways. And, you know, there were interesting ideas there, but they're still kind of these bloated messes of a game. 
And Assassin's Creed Mirage looks like they're going right back to their roots again. And, you know, back to something that resembles more of an Assassin's Creed game, right? And I feel like if they can learn from the things they learned from with these recent ones, then it could be an interesting one, you know? So... Uh, so I'm and saying, the, the like, thing they, the main thing they need to learn is uh, to fucking control themselves, because like, right. uh, Origins was a solid base, and then the other two games that uh, you know iterated on that formula, Odyssey and Valhalla, their problem was that there was too much game. They're, like, exactly, like these things, exactly. these things were just objectively too fucking big. Uh, Valhalla received updates for like three years adding even more stuff. Uh, right. Odyssey got an update after Valhalla came out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... It's like Assassin's Creed really started this whole, like, open-world RPG games are, like, the big thing, and everyone has to chase that, and it became, like, this whole thing after that, right? And um, in some ways, like, the recent Assassin's Creed's represent everything that could go wrong with that like when you get way too ahead of yourselves with that but i do think like you know i just think mirage looks interesting and the reason why it's my number three is because i just i'm excited to see what they do with it now it might come out and it turns out it's total dog shit and i it's another assassin's creed i don't get but it might turn out that you know they've like they've listened to what people have said about it and you know maybe we'll get back on track because these are this is some beneath the whole like beneath the bullshit Ubisoft shit in them. Like there's a really good like historical game in those. Like they're really good at the history and the mythology behind it. And they make this there's some interesting writing in there. It's just, you know, they get bogged down when they get way too carried away. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's is sometimes some good writing, but I miss the uh that shit insanity that was uh, two and Brotherhood's modern day, uh, modern day oh, yeah. stuff. Hello, Desmond. Go away. I mean, not just that. Not just that. I mean, Sean, Sean is a fun character, but I mostly yep. the the conspiracy stuff in two and Brotherhood is some of the funniest shit in the oh, in the series. So <laughs> Oh, so and funny. like, and like, it's funny having to, them to to like both try and handle that and also recon the bits that might be considered bad because uh, oh, we're doing a, a game set in the American Revolution, but in uh, in like Assassin's Creed Two, we uh, we implied that uh, we implied that George Washington was evil. Right. <laughs> it was it was so funny when that came out, right? Because like you know, keep in mind uh you know, me, Englishman, when it came out, like, I was seeing all these people around me saying, oh my god, I'm so offended that I'm gonna go back and kill my ancestors. I'm like, really? You're offended by that? How do you think, like, a lot of people felt when they made all those World War II games in which they're killing Nazis? But, anyway. Um, yeah, so now we've gone through my boring-ass video game takes. Let's hear what other uh, people look for for from yeah, me. I mean, I guess uh, I'll go next because uh, keep it is short. The, and... Is the Assassin's Creed talk done? I fell asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'll I'll keep it short because also like I also had Assassin's Creed on my list because like 
I am actually interested in return to form there, and but like then Techno posted his list of stuff he's going to talk about, and I realized I did not watch a lot of this shit. So there's yeah. just a few couple things that stood out to me. Uh, first of, and they're both things we already actually knew about. Um, so one thing is uh, the remake of Ghost Trick. Uh, this is uh, this was uh, originally for the DS, uh, directed by Shu Takumi, the the man behind the Ace Attorney series, and it is uh, a a puzzle like game. Uh, it is a puzzle game, and uh, you uh, play as a ghost who is trying to solve his own murder, and it is. It is really well written and, and some really well designed twists and stuff and the puzzle design is pretty good too and I just think it's great that it has a chance of coming out to a greater audience and also like a demo for it came out it's this is like this is still using like just smoothed out versions of the DS assets so it's a very simple game it's running on RE engine like Kaki like Capcom has managed to do what nobody else has done and made an engine that just can run literally every game in existence with no issue. Ari Engine's fucking insane. You know what? So, sorry, interrupt. Did we ever find out what engine Final Fantasy 16 runs on? It's running on 14's engine. Well, what's that? Is that? Uh, it is the. Uh, it is the uh, thing that they turned Crystal Tools into because, like, they. Because oh, like wow. they didn't have time to make a new engine for a Realm Reborn, so they just took out all the shit that wasn't uh, conductive to the uh, idea of open world level design, and and uh, basically made their own stuff to fill in. Wow, that's that's so weird that Crystal Tools is still with us after all these years. Yeah, Crystal Tools has technically outlived Luminous Studio. Yeah, mm. wow. And uh, I I would have bet anything that that was Unreal Four, and I guess not. They they started on Unreal, but because uh, this this was a team that that started with a bunch of Heavensward devs, uh, like they decided, you know, we we already know how to use this engine. Why don't we just use that? All right. Well, Crystal Tools from Final Fantasy thirteen to twenty twenty three. God bless you. Mm. Uh, yeah, and the other thing, like, I mean, we still don't know a ton about this, but I just really like the trailer. The uh, uh, like a Dragon Eight, uh, Infinite Wealth. Oh, that's a great you know, who, who among us? Who among us has not uh, just woken up naked on a beach with no idea how the hell we got there? Um, <laughs> yeah, he's in. He woke up naked in Honolulu, Ichiga, uh, Ichiban. Yeah, like that. That was a fantastic trailer, and I do, and I do like the Like a Dragon Yakuza series, and. I do really like Ichiban, so I'm glad to see that there is more of it. Yeah, that's the kind of trailer that usually I would be like, oh, this game's not fucking happening, because it kind of reminded me of the Dead Island 2 trailer, where it's just a guy on a beach, and it's nothing but FMV. However, the caveat here is that it's a Capcom game, right? It is Capcom. Well, like a dragon, that's Sega. Sega, sorry. Yeah, that's Um, like uh, RGG Studio. Yeah, but the Like a Dragon Studio, they just pump out games. Like, they, I think they have three games this year. Is that correct? They've had like two already. They might. They they run with a very fast uh, clip, and uh, their engine, uh, the 
I think it's Dragon Engine is what it's called is also quite good. Like they had to they had to like hold back on it a bit because uh, like the game that that engine debuted on kind of didn't run very well. But once they you know realized figured out how to balance performance with graphics, it it works very well. Yeah, uh, they have at least two. I'm not sure if they have three because. Yeah, they they are just pumping out like crazy at this point. God bless them. I mean, really, God bless them. Um, so I guess it's my turn for everything we have. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah, that's all. All right, I have a few, um, but I'm I'm gonna try to keep it quick for all of them. Uh, first of all, I'm gonna go with my more basic bitch pick, and that is Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown. That's the, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's the long-awaited return of the Prince of Persia franchise, but not in the way and I think anyone expected. Like I would have thought they were just going to remake the uh, 2004 game, 2003, whatever. Isn't the Sands that, of Time. Isn't that something? Yeah, they've like an, they like announced a delay on that on a regular yeah, basis. All right, so. Yeah, so that that <laughs> all right. I didn't just make that up, but that was that's something yeah. I kind of just assumed was what we're going to see. Instead, they have a yeah. Metroidvania game with some really cool looking 2D combat and they're using the time travel abilities slightly so they can go and solve some puzzles and things. And I, I love Metroidvanias. I love action platformers. Even the bosses look like they have the power to rewind time a bit, which is sick. I think it's a cool new look for that series. Um, my next one is going to be Alan Wake two. That's remedies new game. Now, I will say one thing. Alan Wake 1 out for the Xbox 360. I did play that game um, many years after it released. I did not like it in terms of gameplay. Like, it was just like a really cruddy third-person shooter, and most of it was an annoying puzzle with getting light on monsters. But it had a really cool story. Because basically the plot is uh, you're Alan Wake, who is effectively Stephen King, who goes to a town... That is effectively the town... It's effectively Twin Peaks. So it's Stephen King meets David Lynch. And I'm down for all that stuff. Uh, Remedy is a studio that made uh, Control recently. Which is my favorite game of that year. That was a great game. Great horror game. Alan Wake 2 looks like it's... One, it looks freaking gorgeous. It's like one of the surprisingly really good looking next gen games on here. And... um, if I'm not too scared to play it, I think that's going to be one of the better things out here. Uh, next thing, actually, I have like tons I could do, but there's a few I I don't want to take up like all of night doing this. So, uh, Jusant, I think is how you say this. It could be Jusant, could be Jusant. I don't know. This is Don't Nod's new game. Uh, it's coming out in the fall. They have a couple games, I think. Uh, this is the one, I think, that's coming out most recently. Don't Nod are the people who made Life is Strange and uh, a few other games. Remember Me, Vampire, uh, Tell Me Why recently. Uh, yeah. They, I think they have a game out this spring, too. Um, yeah, Banishers the Ghost of New Eden, I think, might be what that is. Or something. There's something else that's coming out this spring. I might be... I, I don't have everything on me. Uh, but Jusant is a game where you play as a little boy on a cliff face, and you have a tiny little friend with you, and it looks like all you do is just climb. And I love climbing. I love uh, kind of mysterious adventure games starring little boys. 
and uh, I think this I think this is a cool thing. I like anything that's uh, that kind of aesthetic, that kind of uh, you know. Um, it's not. I I guess it's like uh, it's not. Oh my god, I'm so tired right now. <laughs> Words are starting to fade out of my mind. I might have to edit some of this. Uh, it's not Shadow of the Colossus. It's Ico. Ico like aesthetic and um, also uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Last Remnant, that kind of game. Uh, Those are all uh, cool yeah. stuff. Um, I'm gonna do two more real fast. Uh, one is Cocoon. That's an indie game that was shown off at the Indie Games Fest, which honestly was much not the Indie Games Fest. It was a uh, Day of the Devs, which was honestly a better thing to watch than the Summer Games Fest. You might as well have just skip that. Uh, that's a game where it's a top-down adventure game. It's from uh, some Limbo devs, and the entire concept is you are picking up orbs that are worlds. So it's this multi-layer kind of adventure thing where you can go and bring worlds up with you and use that to solve puzzles or jump down into worlds to avoid threats and stuff. And that's that's a really cool idea. If it functions well, there's a chance it could be completely rote and boring and one solution to the puzzles. Or it could be something completely nuts and you could be breaking it in all sorts of ways. So that's kind of exciting. That's the kind of, you know... Tears of the Kingdom style uh, exploration game that I'm really interested in to see how they're going to take some physics and really mess around with them. Um, last game I want to talk about, this is Demon School. This is a game, I think this has been released like on beta at this point. There's definitely a demo that's been out. Uh, this is by Necrosoft Games. It's Oh, there's an itch.io version. Uh, there's a new trailer for this. This is a tactical RPG which is based on Persona 1. Not the Persona 3 through 5 games, the ones that everyone really loves. It's Persona 1. And I think that's cool. Because Persona 1 was a really cool game. It had a lot of problems. But right. if you're going to take that general aesthetic, and they're also like directly referencing Italian horror films and relationship building and all sorts of stuff, and then make it a tactical RPG, I think that's awesome. I think that could be something really cool, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, so, yeah, that's everything I think was cool from there. I mean, there was also some other games, like that Star Wars game from Ubisoft could be interesting, but I'd have to, you know, actually see it. I'll believe it when it's real. That, that looked too good to be true. And um, that, That's basically Ubisoft in general, isn't it? Because, yeah. like, uh, those, uh, uh, those large-scale projects that they do, they just seem to not be able to come out anymore. So, yeah. like... Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, we're, we're going to probably see. Assassin's Creed Mirage, we're probably going to see as see they finally learn to you know, scale things back a bit. But they have like a ton of huge projects that don't seem like they can ever come out. Well, the um, other thing that seems like pure vaporware that was from E3 was Starfield, right? No, the that's, that's game. coming out in September. Oh, it's, it's not... coming out. Is it going to yeah, resemble that's... anything like they advertised? Fuck yeah. no. It's no, Bethesda. It's a, it's no, a, no, it's Bethesda totally... Game. Of course it's not going to be as advertised. I mean, no, yeah, but I... Not. They had a very extended view of that game. It was like 40 minutes of that. So what they showed, that's what the game is mostly going to be. It could be janky as all hell, but they are going to hit those promises, I imagine. Yeah, like they're mm-hmm. going to release it, but like... The things I've heard so far, which is like, you know, you had stuff like uh, 
uh, Phil Spencer in that one really fucking weird interview that he did. And like, oh, Starfield's probably not going to get nines. Like, why, why the fuck would you even say that like, ever yeah, about your own stuff? Um, and the other thing is that uh, you know, the, the big deal they're going to make of the console version is going to be locked to 30, 30 frames. We could have done 60 on console, but we decided not to. Yeah, I don't like, care what about the F- fuck? I don't care about FPS so much. It is the most boring conversation in video games. I now. don't care that much, but the, but they've gone about it in the fucking stupidest way possible. I yeah, think, they're just being a dick. Let's take it. Generally, the temperature on that game seems to be very positive. Um, I my worries with that one are less like is it actually going to be everything that it promises, and more just like. Can Bethesda actually make an RPG that I'd ever be interested in playing? And so far, the answer has been no. Yeah, that, that, of course, I'm in the deep minority of that when it comes to video gamers because people freaking love Skyward Sword. No, no. No, no, nobody likes Skyward Sword. Sorry. They like Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I I tried to get into that. I just couldn't. Like, I just, I, like, I get. I somewhat get why people like it. I it I just couldn't. But um, yeah. I mean, I'm shocked, and I'd be shocked if Starfield comes out and it's as good as people are hyping it up to be. Just because their track record is not good. They do not have a good track record. So we'll I, see. They are some of the highest selling mid games ever. Yeah, I think. I can almost guarantee you that game is going to outsell Final Fantasy 16. Well, yeah, probably, but yeah. like I think every that's like I think of like the large scale Bethesda RPGs. I think of like you know how much they need fan modding to fix bugs and how they've stuck with decades for this engine that is so jank that you can improve performance just by looking at the ground. Yeah, uh, how stuff are going to cope with that? The ground's I... in every direction in space. I really hope that this is the game where they've decided we're not going to fucking release a pile of crap upon release. I don't think they could even get away with it now. They barely got no. away with it with Fallout 4 back in the day. Um, they did so, not get away with it with 76. No, they I did not. Get away no. with it then. Well, you know, in the end they did because that game actually did fairly well. It had a good tell. Uh, once they managed yeah, to fix it. Yeah, after they started releasing content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they... They to had launch to... Fallout 76 didn't have anything resembling a game in it. Yeah, they had to anthem that thing, except actually do it. I think, like, the better term would be they had to No Man's Sky it. They had to Final Fantasy fourteen it. Yeah, mmm. Yeah, mm. there you go. Good know. one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will say, like, back to the 16 conversation about, oh, Starfield will outsell well, it. We're it about to will. get to 16 stuff. Yeah, we're not... No more new conversations. We're just wrapping up the ones we've had. Yeah, and I'm wrapping this up. I'm saying it will. But if there is any game that could, like, sell in, like, in Bethesda numbers, I think it's this one. Okay. You think... All right. Game and I'll quote me later. All right. You know what? When you're buying me a video game in December, we'll we'll have that discussion. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, when you're buying me one, we definitely will. I know exactly what game I'm going to get you. Okay. Sonic 2006. Wait, that's not on Steam. Well, I, don't, I don't know. I'll find that, a way. That, that's not on <laughs> any storefront. They pulled it. 
I'll find a way to give you Sonic 2006. All right. There must be an eBay copy I can get of that thing, and I will send it to Uh, you. It doesn't mean I can play it. Well, what do you mean? You said you could play it on PlayStation 5, didn't you? Yeah, if I could stream it. (laughs) Well, why? All right. Well, you go and you email uh, Sony in England. They probably live like two blocks from your parents' house. And be like, yo, why can't I play place? Why can't I play Sonic 2006 on my shiny, two, you know, PlayStation Five? And add the gondolas this time. Why aren't the gondolas? I don't know why I'm, e- <laughs> I don't know why I'm emailing Sony in England. Yeah. So, all right, you can email Sony USA too. Email Sega okay. USA while they're having their label labor fight right now, and ask them <laughs> where are the gondolas in the PlayStation Three version of Sonic 2006. Where are the freaking gondolas? Why did you take the gondolas out? All right. I've lost my mind, so I think we should end here. Um, Oh, we all lost our mind. Like, yeah, we lost it right when it started. Wait, shit, didn't we have an important topic we were supposed to cover? What important topic? Other than... Oh, the Final Fantasy 16 demo? Yeah. Well, all right, we're doing Final Fantasy 16 at the end of the month. Yep. All right, the demo came out. Yeah. A lot of people really like it. I haven't touched it yet because I'm still playing Zelda. Final yeah. Fantasy 16 very... has Final Fantasy 16 has to wait its fucking turn. That's what I gotta say about Final Fantasy 16. You told me yeah. you were coming out on the 22nd. Do not release early a week because I'm not ready yet. I gotta beat Ganondorf. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's that's. Uh... All right. So Clive, go and fucking wait your fucking turn asshole what a piece of shit i don't like that dude it's friggin all right i'm gonna go to sleep hey.